uh, child disciples, if I were to kind of sum up who they are, what they're trying to do, um, it would be something like this, that they believe in Jesus, but they're working out uh, and working on what it means to live and follow him. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Practitioner's Podcast, where we're applying Jesus-style disciple-making to everyday life. This episode is powered by Navigators Church Ministries, which focuses on helping churches make disciples who can make disciples. For more information, check out navigatorschurchministries.org and uh, get more information at that site. Justin, how are you, my friend? Doing great. How you doing, Tony? Doing really well. I am. I'm super excited. Um, I got a story to to share with you right off the bat. Can I share it? Let's hear it. So um, one of the guys that I have been poured into for the last three or four months, he's been reading scripture for the first time, right? And and he's uh, he was an atheist who converted to Christianity and is is now um, in the disciple making process, right? And, and we've been talking about the disciple making growth process and. Um, my dear friend came in this morning and he just finished reading the gospel of Matthew for the first time. Wow. Yeah. Love the gospel of Matthew. And I said, uh, I said, Zach, what, what did God tell you or what did you learn about God or what have you learned about yourself in the midst of reading the gospel of Matthew? And he said, one of the best statements I've ever heard, which is all scripture really points back to disciple making. Oh, Wow. Yeah, my heart about exploded. Like it, it jumped out. Of, like it was like the the choir of angels. Ah! Like it was like finally somebody gets it. You know, and it was it was just really exciting. And uh, and that was that was this morning. And and now we're here recording a podcast. So if I'm a little amped up, it's not just the coffee. It's also what God's doing in Zach's life. There you go. That's awesome. So. So what he was seeing was not only discipling, but through that gospel, saw Jesus's priorities and ministry. And so now I'm just thinking of some other friends that might say, oh, I don't know about disciple. Is it all point back to disciple making or all point back to Jesus? And, you know, as we um, have talked in the past about your relationship with him, what's going on, I know that's really what he's communicating, right? Is that right. he's seeing Jesus do this and that's Jesus's priority. And all of scripture, we can see that that's where, where it's headed is to be more like him. Yeah, and, and what I love is, is I think for uh, for Zach and where it's really appropriate for today is that when we think about the disciple-making growth process, right, the journey of disciple-making, for me, this signifies a very important shift in Zach's life. Okay. Right? And so I would say that he's making the transition from an infant to a child in the mm. disciple-making process. And, okay. and maybe what we should do is really, you should kind of refresh everybody's memory what the growth process is. But right. um, but essentially, this was, this was like a big day because we kind of took that first step in um, moving into a, a child-disciple part of his walk. Right, yeah. So it sounds like, and we, we talked a lot about this last episode, is that... You know, we can compare a disciple's development uh, to a child's development. Yeah. Someone from birth all the way to maturity. And so sounds like what you you experienced today, it was almost like 
the first step of a, of a child. You know, at first they're like standing up and, you know, you kind of see it's coming soon and, and then something happens, right? There's that step that's like, ah, you did it. You took the steps, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and so that's super exciting, Tony. Um, so let's, let's recap just a little bit, like you mentioned of, um, this process of growth and development. Last time we talked about what it looked like to be an infant disciple. And some of the things that we talked about was that they make messes. Uh, we can't expect them to do a lot on their own. Uh, we have to give them a lot of care and attention. Their needs are really that. I mean, their needs are to be cared for and to be loved and to be provided for and to help them learn some of the basics, right? And to, to have those sorts of uh, conversations. And I know that's what you've been doing with your friend there. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so this this next step and what we're talking about today is child disciples. And what does it look like to be a child disciple and how do we help child disciples? But we should touch on first kind of the catalysts or what are the differences between an infant disciple and a child disciple? And I want to offer just a, a couple of them that really help us uh, to see the difference. So uh, infant disciples don't yet have a sense of who they are or who God really is oh, or what he good, wants yeah. from them. But child disciples are starting to get that. Mm. So they're starting to have faith that God is active and personally involved in their life. You know, another thing, Tony, is that uh, the disciplines begin to form. Sure. And so, you know, like you just shared with your friend, like he is he's reading scripture frequently now. Yeah. He's reflecting on it and you didn't mention this, but my guess is that prayer is is right there with it, right? It's oh, a big part. We're doing prayer and scripture memory and some of the things that are good foundations to go from, uh, you know, just information about who God is to application about who God is. Who is God to me personally and how does that play out? Hmm, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, another thing we should mention is they begin to go public with their faith. And so now again, we're talking about a span of time. And so if we think physically, you know, really from, from the time your child is walking, you know, they're no longer a baby, right? They're not an infant, but they're children all the way till they're adolescents, really, till the puberty starts. So sure. there's, there's a range there. And so a lot of times this uh, becoming more public with their faith uh, takes a little longer to come, but, it, but it's a part of it too that uh, we begin to see as a change or a difference that catalyzes the growth. Well, and it's like that first moment where uh, you, you can begin to really send your kids out to, to like uh, order things for themselves. Right. You know, like, yeah. or, or talk to the neighbors or, because I, I, you've got a couple of extroverted kids that I know have, right. have, have decided on their own fruition to kind of walk over and just engage dialogue with the neighbors. And it, yep. for me, at least as a parent, that signifies a, a difference of what I would do with my infant, right? Mm, like, yeah. Like, uh, you know, now it's not like, uh, you know, this isn't like a life-changing conversation probably, but like it's an opportunity for the child to articulate where they are and where they're going and what their needs are. And it's, um, as a dad, I'll say this, like it's it's much easier for me to parent children than infants because they can really start to begin to articulate the tension points in their faith and the tension points in their life. And we can dive into some of those uh, this is really where we start getting into sin issues, you know. Right. Yeah. Tony, how would you how would you kind of describe or define uh, an 
a child disciple? What, what might be some of the things that are on their mind or how, how might they present themselves? Yeah, well, I think the, the most important thing to say is like they, they represent the largest segment on the continuum. You know, first of all, like if you think about this whole growth process as a track, this is the largest group. This is the busload of people. A lot of Christians come to know Christ and are saved in the faith and then move into childhood and then stop growing. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, personally, this is one of the, the burdens of the church where I think that we have the opportunity to really improve. Because we've got a whole bunch of people running around with a childlike faith, right. which is why we see these people going ranting and raving on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> because hey, that's a childlike faith. They just right. they have outbursts, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's part of the process. But but in this part of the continuum, they're discovering the value of faith in everyday life, hmm. and they're doing that through application mostly. Like how, how do I apply this spiritual truth to the relationship that I'm in? You know, mm-hmm. a, a great example is. You read something in scripture about forgiveness, and then you go to work and you're um, hurt, and and you're able to apply forgiveness almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would also say that for most people, uh, reading scripture has become a, a peripheral part of their life on a somewhat regular basis. I don't know if you can make a more ambiguous sentence, but um, you know they periodically dive into the word. They the the growth is slow but generally steady. Yeah, you know, and yeah. uh, and and this is where I would say that that children who are orphans, spiritual orphans, right? And you and I have talked about this before, not on the podcast, mm-hmm. but children who are spiritual orphans often struggle to ever leave the childlike face, right? Yeah, and and, and you know, what, tell us why do you think that is? So, it, without the intentionality of someone helping you form into adulthood, mm-hmm. it's really difficult to know when you're an adult mm-hmm. and to yeah. make the decision to become an adult. And one of the things, you know, if you've read some of John Eldridge's writing about this is he would say that the the lack of intentional growth, intentional ceremonies, intentional things in children's life have stunted growth. Okay. Right? Yeah. And so in, in these kind of spiritual settings, I believe the same holds true. Hmm. is that when we don't have someone saying, hey, it's time to transition out of childhood into uh, adolescence or young adulthood, uh, then what ends up happening is you always end up acting like a child. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally right. That, that another thing that comes to mind, though, is that if we're, if we're an orphan, then we don't have a good model. Right. Or a good relationship a with the person that has the model. Yeah. Um, and so with that... We don't, we don't see, we, we see other, other child disciples around us and we act like them because that's, that's our peers, right? If we don't have a parent that's investing in us, uh, then it's really hard to, to catch a vision for what it is we're supposed to become or could become. Uh, I think most of uh, child disciples, if I were to kind of sum up who they are, or what they're trying to do, um, it would be something like this, that they believe in Jesus, but they're working out uh, and working on what it means to live and follow him. Hmm. And they don't really know that yet. They're, they have some glimpses of it here and there, but they're not sure. And, and if they don't have somebody close to them that's investing in them, then it's really difficult for them to uh, not even decide, but to just pick up uh, through the example. Again, we've, we've said in the past, more is caught than taught. Uh, but to catch what it means to 
to grow naturally and into a, a more mature disciple. Um, Tony, so you mentioned uh, some of the characteristics, uh, largest uh, largest population in churches and in America. If you're if you're listening, and you know we don't know anything else about you, chances are you might be a child disciple. Those that you're reaching out to, if they express any faith at all, might be a child disciple. Um, you know what else can you tell us about either your experience when you were a child disciple? What were you like then? Yeah, so I I would say that the 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 most um, telling outward sign of the child disciple part of the growth phase is that you, you don't have a vision for the fullness of life that comes with disciple making, mm. right? And so this is one of those parts of the child disciple phase that I think is both important for anyone who's listening who might be there and anyone who you know that m- might be there as well, right? So one of the things that we have to do is begin to plant the vision of disciple making in the child's life so they know what they're growing up to be. Mm, I love that. You, you know, what we what we do in parenting, at least what I've done with my kids, I'm, I feel like you've done the same, is we begin in their early years, we begin to tell them, hey, this is what you can be when you grow up, mm-hmm. right? We, we can talk about school, we can talk about vocation, we can talk about ministry, we begin to plant seeds for all those things. But But I often wonder, why doesn't that happen in the church? Hmm. Right. You know, right. How, how do we go in the child phase from going, um, I'm watching the faith to I'm owning the faith. Mm-hmm. And this is the fullness of life that God has promised for you when you begin to own your faith right. in an intentional way as it pertains to disciple making. Because, you know, you and I both uh, agree that the life that, Christ has called us to, the fullness of that life is dependent upon our ability to follow Christ, to do what Christ did. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is what right. being a Christian is, following yeah. Christ. Well, Christ discipled people. Mm-hmm. And that's the vision that sometimes gets lost in translation. Yeah. Um, and, and part of the reason why I think that we have so many spiritual orphans, you know, running around our churches and our communities because, well, we never did a, a great job of casting the vision. Mm-hmm. I like that. So I like how you said we're, we're planting these seeds, right? And that's really what, what they are, right? At this stage yeah. is, you know, it's seeds of vision. It is, um, you know, just helping them get a glimpse and because they probably aren't mature enough to grasp it fully yet. Um, but we plant these seeds and we help them. And so when I work with, um, with child disciples, some of the things that I really try to focus on Um, vision is certainly one of the top three things that Mm. I'm focusing on. Um, Another one is to to just spend a lot of time with them, right? And so trying to invite them into things that I'm a part of. If I'm going to speak somewhere, I want to take them. If, uh, you know, I'm doing just stuff wherever, like I want to get that time with them um, so they can get to know me, I can get to know them, but also so that we can practice observing together, and especially when we're in a ministry setting or a relational setting, when we walk out of that, we can process it together. Well, what would you see? And as we develop those skills of observations, they become more and more aware of both their identity um, and their calling. And they do that because they're, they're watching me and we're talking about it, right? And so it's those sorts of things, being with, helping them observe, 
becoming more aware of their identity and calling and then really casting that vision and communicating vision to them of, yeah, this is, this is what it means to follow Jesus. You know, this is, these aren't just optional cool things. Like, no, we actually have to love people. We mm. actually have to be obedient and be in the scriptures and uh, cultivate that relationship that we have with God. Um, so I kind of look at those kinds of basic needs or, the, or kind of our marching orders. Yeah, right? yeah. What, what I love about that is that if we look at the disciple-making uh, picture as being a bucket, in this stage, you've got one foot in the bucket. And so when you've got one foot in a bucket and one foot out of the bucket, if the bucket was nailed to the ground, then it's safe to say that you end up walking in a lot of circles. Hmm. And I feel like that's the case. That's a good with, image. I feel like that's the case with the child uh, phase of the disciple making process. There's a lot of tension in there, right? Because because they're they're mostly committed, but they're not like sold out yet to right. the vision of disciple making. And so it's like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But so does this, and then they, you know, we like we we just wrestle on that tension, mm-hmm. and at least in my experience, um, when when somebody buys into this part of the process, like when when somebody decides, not only uh, do I understand that I'm a child, but I, I want to not stay in this phase very long. Mm-hmm. There's there's so much growth that can happen, like watching Zach read the gospels for the first time brings me so much joy. Hmm. And, and, you know, it's easy as, as somebody who's spent a lot of time in the word, it's easy to lose the awe and wonder that, that comes with a childlike faith. Right. But, uh, but I think that the movement of God, you know, and, and for those of us who are in church leadership, we want to be about movements and not moments. The movement of God is dependent upon children seeing the awe and wonder of who God is and then deciding that they want to carry it forward. Hmm. Oh, I really like how you said that because it's bigger than disciple making. Yeah. Right? And that's hard to... I mean, we are red hot on disciple making. Sold out but, to it. Right. But the, there's there's something bigger than that and it is, it is God. It's yeah. who he is. It's right. who Christ is. And, and because of our commitment and love for for God and for what he's done and and Jesus and what the model that he gave us and what he did for us on the cross uh, that's why we're so passionate about helping other people get this and to grow in the faith so that first of all so that they can know God as good or better than we do and then also so that they can be a part of this great mission and adventure that God invites us into uh, to really be a part of building the kingdom and changing the eternal destination uh, for those around us that he that he brings into our life. And so I really like, man, how you said that of um, the awe and wonder of God. I think that's great. And the, if our child disciples, if, if those that we're discipling in that phase, if they get even a piece of that, man, it makes them hungry, doesn't it? Oh, well, I, it's just, it's so exciting, right? Like it, there's something so exciting about experiencing something for the first time. And when you see the hope that comes with the gospel for the very first time, let's go. I mean, this is what it's all about. I get super fired up about it. That's awesome. All right, so let me sum up what we're saying, right, about who these child disciples are, kind of a a description, right? So these these are people who are on board with core beliefs mm. of Scripture. 
But like, like infants, they're, they're vulnerable to insecurity and doubt, uh, and they're probably hesitant to share their faith. They're, they're trying to develop that personal relationship with God, and as we are investing in them, that is uh, some of the things that we need to be aware of and focused on. Um, let me share our takeaway for today, and then, Tony, you could share the action step. Uh, takeaway is just to ask yourself, where are you? You know, in this continuum, do you fit this profile of a child disciple? And if you do, what's your next step? But maybe you're sitting here and saying, well, yeah, I know I'm not in that phase. But, but then you might ask the question, well, is there a child disciple in your life, either currently that you're discipling or somebody that, they, that you know, and how could you help them take the next step? So those are kind of a couple real brief takeaways. Uh, action step and take us out, Tony. Yeah, the action step, I think, is to identify, um, again, identify where you are on the growth process. So ask yourself some of the questions. Do I have a vision for disciple making? Um, do Am I periodically engaged in the disciplines or am I committed to the disciplines, right? Like identify, do a little self-evaluation here. And spend some time asking yourself the question, am I a child disciple? Who are the children, uh, child disciples in my life? And what do they need next? Right? And, and really begin to wrestle with that. You know, at the end of the day, we want these series of podcasts to be an opportunity for you to look at yourself and to look at the people that you're pouring into and really wrestle with the question, where are we? Where are we going? That's our hope. That's our prayer. And we're so thankful to be on this journey with you. You are the people that make it fun, our our faithful listeners. We're very thankful for you. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of the future episodes. Leaving a rating, a review, wherever you listen to podcasts, it really does help get the word out. And finally, share this episode with a friend, a pastor, someone you're pouring into, someone who you know is passionate about disciple making. We want to build a community who's committed to making disciples who make disciples. Thank you guys so much, and we look forward to connecting with you real soon.